Hello everyone and welcome back to What's Going On with Austin. As always, I'm your host and let's get started. So today we're going to be talking about the top 10 tips for surviving college. This one was actually a recommendation, so I hope y'all get a lot out of this. And just as a reminder, these are in no particular order. So starting off at number one, treat yourself as your number one priority. College is really draining when it comes to mental health if you don't know how to do it. For most people, this is the first time they're on their own, so they don't have that set routine from high school where they get to school at 8 o'clock, they leave at 3, and then they have extracurriculars afterwards. I didn't actually experience kind of what I was talking about until once I got to the latter end of my college education because that's when I was super involved on campus. I was taking about 15 hours each semester and I was working a couple of jobs on campus. That's when I learned really the importance of saying no and taking care of my mental health. It actually wasn't until August of right before I started grad school that I decided to go to a doctor and get treated about having depression, anxiety. And it turns out I had severe anxiety. I didn't even know it. <laughs> well, that's kind of silly saying that. I actually did know because of, of course, how I felt, but it wasn't something that I was aware of and could take medicine for. Tip number two, get involved. So this one, of course, sounds like, oh, you know, that's really easy. But for new students coming into college or those that return to education, Getting involved is a really important part because for most people, it's the reason why they even stay in higher education. Whether it's a social organization like fraternity or if it's an honors organization, so something within your academic major, this is a really great way to keep you motivated and to have kind of a reason to keep going to class. The sad reality is that when I talk to students that are transferring or deciding to drop out, one of the main reasons is that they feel like they don't have a place in the school. And so this is where getting involved is really important because you will help make and find a family at your new home because you, you live at college. Tip number three kind of plays back into tip number one just a little bit. Utilize campus resources. So, you know, there's the given that every college has like mental health services, but also there's things like physical health care. Things like the, the gyms at your campus, so we have campus recreation, even academic ones. So like at our campus, so we have a tutoring service that's called the ARC located in the library. This is something that most students don't actually know about until it's too late. Like for me, I had to retake actually Texas government, which is really embarrassing, but I didn't use my resources. I should have, you know, they have tutoring sessions there was we had small groups outside of class where we could go study with someone who already passed the class you know I thought I was too good I thought I was hot stuff you know why do I need to go to and that's kind of embarrassing I know this is a freshman class I should know this stuff well then look at me now I had to retake it that next summer just because I failed it learn from my mistakes and save your money because trust me you could do a lot better things with that money and that time instead of doing something you already done the first time the right way. On a lighter note, tip number four, meet your professors in their office hours. Trust me, it is way easier to get help whenever your professor knows you, especially when it comes to like changing deadlines or accepting late work. 
if you're someone that doesn't go to class and you, you know, when you get there, you're in your phone the entire time, they're really not going to want to help you because you're wasting their time too. Luckily, I never experienced this just because I have a chronic fear of missing class, but I have had seen other people in my class who they only show up the required days, they barely do what they have to do just to get by, but then finals come and they want to round their grade up from, let's say, a D to a C to pass the class. Well, you never even came, so what's the point? Why would they do that favor for you? Tip number five, and in my opinion, one of the most important ones on this list is do not compare yourself to others. I could talk about this topic all day and all night till I'm blue in the face. Please, please, please do not compare yourself to others because comparison is the thief of joy. I think that's how that quote goes. This is the biggest thing I see whenever I'm in my classes. Especially once you get to college and you have people that actually want to be in school, they actually are interested in what they're studying, you, it will be very easy to go, oh, well, this person in my class, they do all the readings, they talk every class period, they contribute to stuff. You know, I don't do that. You know, I'm not like them. Once you get in your head about this, it's over with. Imposter syndrome is a real thing, and especially when it comes to like when you get to your higher classes and you're like, do I really belong here? For me, the experience was, I was, at first when I first came to SFA, I was a English major with a concentration in teaching. Once I got there, I started thinking, I was like, you know what? I don't wanna be with kids. So I dropped that and I still stuck with my English degree but there was people that did all the reading, like you got the syllabus ahead of time, you spent your whole break doing the reading. I wasn't gonna do that, you know? <laughs> I'm not gonna bash them for doing it, but that's not something I wanna spend my free time doing. Like we can wait till semester starts to do that. But it started getting to me because I was kind of not doing the best that I should have been doing in class, but I was kind of putting in a little effort when it came to that. This, that same semester eventually ended up with me having a breakdown in my professor's office hours because one of the final assignments we had to make a collection of like things we've read and a, you know, very big writing intensive academic piece for the final. Well, I didn't read outside my free time. You know, I spent my free time being outside being involved on campus, well, that's quickly how I learned that you cannot compare yourself to others because the way you are is amazing and you really can't try to match with someone else when everyone's just built different. On a lighter note, tip number six, time management. This is another one of those things that you don't really master until it's too late. You will have to go through a semester of crashing and burning, pulling all-nighters at the very last minute because you just couldn't find the time to do it. That's something I struggle with a lot, especially being within my writing intensive major where you had to read these huge novels, write these 10-page papers, and I love to procrastinate. That is my favorite thing to do. That is a thing I'm best at or worst at, depending on how you view that. After spending the past two years 
procrastinating and waiting to the day of to finish or start assignments. I decided for my senior year and grad school, I am not doing that again. That puts way too much unnecessary stress on yourself. Something that I found that works very well for me is the Sunday before each week, I would sit down, open up a Word document, and I would look through all of my classes, go to the course syllabus, go to the course calendar, and see what's due that, that week. What's coming up? What's a big assignment I need to worry about? And then from there, I would prioritize stuff. So let's say Monday, I have to have this book read. So I would start that day reading it. Or actually, sorry, I would already be in the process of reading it because you would look ahead. But say next week, there is a midterm or a large assignment that is a huge part of your grade, I would start a rough draft. And then after that, once I check that off, I'll go to the next assignment and so on. That way, nothing catches you off guard with the due dates. The next tip is working on campus. This might sound like a really crazy tip, but let me explain. First, working on campus has a whole lot more benefits than working off campus. Whenever you work on campus, they have to work around your class schedule. So you don't have to fear about getting a shift right in the middle of class because they're required to. Then you're able to network around campus. You can meet so many amazing people and they can recognize your name just because you worked in that office before. And it makes a lot better references because they're internal people instead of having to reach out and get a random, let's say, manager from Pizza Hut to vouch for you. The only con about working on campus is that most jobs are 725, so minimum wage. But you know, at least you're having fun and you can do homework while you're on the clock. Number eight, have good study habits. So this one kind of calls back a little bit to time management. So it's really important that you develop good study habits and you know what works best for you. This will involve some trial and error because there are so many different ways to study, whether you like to study in a group or if you like to study by yourself. And then methods like writing flashcards or what I like to do is I'll teach someone what I'm currently talking about. So say we're covering a book, I don't know, Paradise Lost by John Milton. I would call my dad and teach him about the book. That way I would better understand it because that's what helped me retain the information. Tip number nine is another one of those, ew, why would you say that? <laughs> but bear with me. This next one is living on campus. And really, you won't understand this until you've already moved off campus. I really miss living on campus because you have a whole community right then and there. You're within walking distance to your classes, the dining hall. There's so many people around you for support. Whenever I moved off campus, that's the main thing I miss because if I don't walk or get a ride to campus, I'm not seeing people for the day. And it is really hard to be social when you're living like this. This one though is a double-edged sword because there are benefits to both living on and off campus. I feel like I have a lot more freedom because I have one other person I'm living with and that's all we have to worry about. But also I feel like somewhat there is a way of saving money when you're on campus because rent is paid up front, then it's done for. You don't have to worry about it to the following semester. But then also if you need like maintenance, there's not someone on call all the time that can help you like if you were on campus. And last but certainly not least, number 10, 
Have fun. This is one of the most important ones. And this is not coming from a, oh, you know, you need to go out and party and all that stuff to get the college experience. But more of get out of your comfort zone. Definitely leaving your room, getting involved on campus, things like that is what makes the best memories. There's a little bit of truth with being spontaneous and not constantly having your day planned out. And in the same breath, having some structure, that way you're, you have something to rely on, so like a good solid foundation. And if you notice, a lot of these tips go hand in hand with each other. So not comparing your college experience to someone else's. So apples and oranges type stuff. Being yourself, getting out of your comfort zone, making the most out of it by getting involved, get the full experience, go to office hours, go, go to your classes. That's the whole point you're there. So don't forget that because that is, first of all, the main point you're at college is to get an education, get a degree so you can hopefully get a good paying job. I hope you all enjoyed this episode and know it's something that you were able to take out of it, whether you're in school, returning to school, or thinking about going back. Don't forget that you are not alone in this experience. And that is what's going on with Austin. Hope you have a great day and we'll see you next time.